Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Brett sent me a note. So Steve, check out this story. It has international overtones. Part of it took place in America. Part of it took place in Australia. And this would be a nightmare for the woman in Australia. So Byron Bay data breach victim told to pay Adidas and the National Basketball Association $1.2 million U.S. dollars by U.S. courts. And the woman is in Australia. So stories from abc.net.au. Hannah Ross wrote this. The woman's name is Sarah Luke. And she was notified a while back that uh, her personal details had been released onto the dark web. So she thought, huh, what could happen there? Well, later she was charged in the U.S. with offenses including trademark infringement and was ordered to pay damages of $1.2 million U.S., First inkling of this legal drama came in an email back in December that said something about counterfeit Adidas being traded under her name. So she said, I thought it was a scam, a hoax. I deleted that email. More emails followed, and then she realized there's something in this. This is real. And it was shocking because this is big. The charges were cyber squatting, trademark infringements, intellectual property infringement, things I don't know about. So Ms. Luke said the nightmare began after her information was compromised in a data breach regarding MetaBank. She said this was the only breach of her information she was aware of. Now, MetaBank released a statement to the ABC saying none of its customers' passwords were compromised in the breach and was therefore no way connected to what happened to Ms. Luke. So Ms. Luke said hackers took control of her PayPal account in a credential stuffing attack that affected 35,000 PayPal customers back in December. Now, it says here what credential stuffing is, and I've got some people in the audience who are very, very tech savvy. So if this is not correct, please jump into the comments and tell us what credit uh, credential stuffing is. They say credential stuffing is where hackers access an account by using automation to try out username and password pairs uh, sourced from data leaks on various websites. Ms. Luke said over the course of two days from December 6th to December 8th, her PayPal account was used to make hundreds of fraudulent transactions. Hundreds of fraudulent transactions. She was then served electronically with papers from the U.S. District Court of Florida outlining a case against her by Adidas. Adidas. Similar charges against her were also filed by the NBA in Illinois. In both cases, Adidas and the NBA were given leave by the courts to run the case's ex-party, which is without a requirement for all parties in the case to be present. Presumably, they informed the court that we've notified her of the action against her. She has not responded. And so if you ever do get served with documents, you got to respond. Now, people are going to say, Steve, was she served? Well, it says here she was served. But I'm not going to get into the technicalities of that because there might be rules about how you serve somebody in another country. In court documents, default judgments were handed down by the U.S. courts and damages were awarded against her uh, in both the uh, Adidas case and the NBA case. Six months later... She said she was no closer to clearing her name. She's taken the matter to the police there in New South Wales, also the Australian Consumer Complaints Authority, the Australian Financial Complaints Commission, and the Australian Cyber Security Centre. She says, I've come up against so many barriers trying to sort this out. I felt 
unheard and unseen by so many organizations and parties. It just goes on and on, and I don't know where to go now. I just don't know who to turn to. Ms. Luke has engaged an intellectual property lawyer in the U.S. with an initial engagement fee of $10,000 U.S. in a bid to have the rulings overturned and the damages retracted. She's a single mother of four. It says it's taking, her, taking its toll on her. The anxiety this causes, not knowing if they're going to come and take my house, freeze my assets, can they get access to my bank accounts? We just don't know, and it really is a case of guilty until I can prove otherwise. Now, they spoke to a professor of law at the Golden Gate University in San Francisco and director of the Intellectual Property Law Program who said it was possible the companies behind the lawsuits were just flexing their corporate muscles. Maybe just getting the judgment is reward in its own right. It shows they're aggressive enforcers. The message gets out there. Of course, the message doesn't hit the right people because the people who did all the bad stuff have not been hit by this message. There are some benefits to famous trademark owners, even if they never end up enforcing the monetary judgment. Of course, monetary judgments have value. And so quite often they're going to say, well, if nothing else, we can sell this to somebody and they can chase the money. Uh, the professor said these types of civil suits were relatively common in the U.S. as corporate entities work to protect their brands, but he said it was not automatic that a U.S. judgment could be enforced in a different jurisdiction, such as Australia. Uh, Ms. Luke said it was not a risk she wants to take. I've been unable to get any advice as to whether these lawsuits can stick or whether these companies are just trying to prove a point. A retired magistrate and dean of law at Southern Cross University said if a U.S. company wants to enforce a judgment in Australia, it would have to register it with the local courts. Uh, he said, even if Adidas and NBA chose not to pursue the matter here, the judgment could affect her ability to travel to the U.S. said the case highlights a problem for lawmakers dealing with the rise of cybercrime. It's really a sign of the times and technology being in advance of the law. The situation would not have occurred 30 years ago before we had digital identities that so easily and seamlessly cross national boundaries. The Australian government and the legal mechanisms need to catch up to ensure that Australians are protected. The Australian Financial Complaints Authority said it is unable to comment on individual cases. The ABC has also sought comment from the Federal Minister for Cybersecurity, and the Department of Home Affairs responded by offering to refer the case to the Australian Federal Police. So several things to talk about here, the first of which is if you ever get sued, you've got to respond. And I know people say, but Steve, if, if it's a frivolous lawsuit, uh, responding is a waste of my time and money. Well, it will seem that way until you realize that if you don't respond and you get defaulted, it gets even worse. And then it becomes a larger waste of your time and money. So better to waste less time and money than more time and money. That's just a simple math issue. Now, you might say, but Steve, if you were notified that you were being sued in Australia, how much would you be willing to spend to prevent that lawsuit from happening? And I understand that that's actually a, a horrible situation to be in, and it's just simply the opposite of what she's doing. She's in Australia but been sued in America. Two different courts. By the way, if you were in the U.S., and you got sued in Florida and Illinois, and you're not from either state, that would be a pain, okay? But this is even worse. She's, she's a continent away, right? So you got to do what you can to respond to these things because this sounds like a very simple thing that somebody could have said, oh, okay, obviously this is not you. Somebody's using your identity for nefarious purposes. But I have to tell you the other thing, and that is 
what happens with a judgment that's gotten in one place, but somebody who the judgment against is in another place? The most common thing in America is somebody in Michigan, for example, will get a judgment against somebody in Kentucky. But they'll get it in the Michigan court. So it is a Michigan judgment, a judgment from a Michigan court. So what do you do with that judgment against somebody in another state? And they refer to that as domesticating the judgment. You actually take the judgment to the court in another state to say, I got this judgment in Michigan. And because of the Constitution's full faith and credit and a few other things, the law says that a judgment I got in another state is good in this state. And there's going to be some steps you've got to do. And what I've done, because I've done this before, I've gotten a judgment against somebody in another state. They didn't want to pay it. I contact an attorney in that state who does this kind of stuff and go, I've got a judgment against somebody in your state. I'm going to send it to you. You chase these people around. It's the first thing they do is they take it to the local court and get the local court to say, yes, this is a good judgment. And in essence, at that point, it becomes a local judgment that the local courts can enforce. And that person that I hire to do that can then start chasing these people around, doing whatever they do to collect on a debt. The problem you've got with another country is a whole different thing. There are processes by which you can take a judgment from one country to another country, get it domesticated, and then chase it that way. But it varies wildly from country to country. And I don't think think I've ever said that phrase before. I always say things very wildly from state to state. But it varies wildly from country to country. If I was this woman, I'd do exactly what she's done, and that is hire a local attorney in America to fight this. It's unfortunate she's got to do that, But the sad part is that the companies, both Adidas and the NBA, claim that they served her with legal documents and she didn't respond to them. So I feel bad for her because obviously being served with legal documents from another country, uh, you can't expect to understand how the legal process works or what bad things could happen to you as a result. So she's got my sympathy. I hope she works it out. Brett, thanks for sending it. Hannah Ross wrote that. For abc.net.au, Byron Bay data breach victim told to pay Adidas and the NBA 1.2 million U.S. dollars by the U.S. courts, despite the fact that she apparently has never been to the U.S. Questions or comments? Put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. A life spent making mistakes is not only more honorable but more useful than a life spent doing nothing.